here. Am I on now? Good evening, church. It is great to see you here tonight, and we are ready to get started for our Bible class for this evening. Let's uh, please go to God in a word of prayer. Our great and divine Father in heaven, we praise your holy name and thank you for this beautiful occasion and opportunity for your people to meet and to study your word, to strive to gain understanding and wisdom and knowledge. We ask, Lord God, for your strength and for clarity of mind as we study your word to be able to decipher and to understand clearly uh, what it is that you want us to know tonight. Please speak to us through your word and give us strength. In Jesus' holy name we pray and thank thee. For be thy will. Amen. Okay, First Thessalonians chapter 5. Picking up where we left off. So we, uh, we're talking about, again, this having a positive mental attitude, the greatness in serving others, and there's always something to do. And then God says, remember to rejoice, right? And do all things without grumbling. That's what we talked about thus far. And now tonight we pick up with the very next thought. And it is found in verses 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing and everything give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So, I can rejoice because I can pray. And if I can pray, I know I'm golden. Right? I mean, think about that. If I can pray to God and he's going to hear me, I know everything's okay. That's a comfort piece. Prayer is a comfort, right? It's not, uh, it's not delusional. It's not, it's not something that we do because um, God tells us to, maybe in the beginning, but it's a comfort because we know that we can tell God uh, everything that's on our heart with reverence as we speak with him, and we know that he hears us, and we know that it's taken care of, right? Uh, it's already taken care of. Mark, I want to go to Mark 11 and verse 24. When we pray to God, we know that it's already done. Right? So we can take joy, joy in the idea of knowing that, that God not only heard us, God, you know, we think sometimes that we're meeting God in our place. God's been there waiting on us to get there, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> he's beyond, he's, you know, he's not bound by time. So he was He's before us and behind us and all around us. And what a great, a great joy. And so, and so we have this privilege of prayer, Mark 11, that we can pray to God. And God says, I want you to ask me in faith. Um, but God, uh, if you will, though he wants us to pray, already has it all worked out. Mark 11, 24 says, Therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you are going to receive it? Is that what it says? Yeah. That you have, as past tense, received it. Right? It's already done. And so, this, you know, you say, okay, well then, that's a faith thing. Well, call it whatever you want to call it. God said it's done. Either you believe it or you don't. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, it's done. Right? It's, it's already finished. It's already it's done. 
So, so pray believing that you have received uh, them and they shall be granted to you. And then we're going to add Mac, Matthew chapter 6 in there about prayer. And then I'm going to let you talk to me for just a moment. Uh, Matthew chapter 6. And God talks about prayer in verse 6. And then he opens up with, you know, this Lord teaches how to pray. And he begins to teach them how to pray. The model prayer. Verse 6. But you, when you pray... Go into your inner room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. So everything's laid out. So thank God, everything's laid out. I can rejoice because I have this amazing amount of comfort. You might say the peace that passes all comprehension. Because I know it's done. I know that I serve a God, right, the Godhead. I serve a God who is not only in the future, but he's already uh, taking care of my past, my present, my present and my past go together because the things that happened in my past that God delivered me from, and I, he, he did it, and so now I know he can do it again. So I have this mounding or, or mounting amount of evidence behind me that God said, look at what I've done for you all of your life, and look at where you are today. All right. All right. So we'll get to our next point in a moment. What does prayer do for you? Anyone? Everyone should be talking right now, by the way. When I ask you that question, that's an easy one, right? What does prayer do for you? Yeah, no one has anything to say. James, it lifts you up. Why does it lift you up? It lifts you up, and God helps you to make it through the night so you can see better days. It's there, right? We know it's there, here and in here and in there. Yes, Court, do you have your hand up? You know, that our prayers are being heard. Okay. It's one thing to pray, but have the assurance and the belief and the confidence that He hears you. It's pretty so the assurance, because we know that when we pray, He hears us. And uh, there's one thing to pray, not know that God hears you, but when we pray, we know that God hears us, so it gives us assurance, yes. Unbelievable knowledge that he actually, my, this huge God hears my little tiny, nothing right. voice is incredible. But there's that, like, I'm, I'm amazed he even knows. It's like a worship as well. I mean, it's praying, you know, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it, I'm showing him that I believe in him. Mm-hmm. So the overwhelming understanding of how great God is and that this great God hears little old me. Right? Wow. Uh, Steve. Bring me peace. And the reason is, you know, we often take this verse out of context. You'll get whatever you ask for in prayer. Even more so, I get what I need. In other words, I may ask to win the lottery, but the Lord knows what I need and what's best for me. So the peace is, even if I screw up what I ask for, He's still going to give me what's best. Exactly. He's going to give me better than I can even imagine. Right. So, so the peace of knowing that you're, you're going to ask God for different things and God's going to give you uh, what you ask for in that he gives you what you need, not necessarily what you want. All right. 
Because I know there are a lot of things I've wanted that I realize now would have hurt me back then, right? And God's a great father who will never give you what you can't handle, all right? And so he's protecting us. Yes, Danny. Prayer improves our lives. It certainly does. The fact, just knowing that God is working things out to give us that tranquility, right? That quiet and tranquil life. Especially in the days of evil when the, when the remember, that was written when the Romans were rulers. Terrible Romans, right? And so tranquility even in the, I think of Psalm 23, um, that he prepares the table in the midst of my enemies, right? And so, uh, Tranquility, yes, in the back. Yes, Mark. Keeps keeps you grounded. Prayer keeps us grounded in our faith. It does, doesn't it? You know, it keeps us. It's just it. You know, what an amazing gift that we have. Listen, so some of you play football, right? Um, and, and and you see a bunch of grown men, and they get in a big huddle. And um, why do they do that? You know, after every play, right? It, you know, you say, well, they're going to call plays. Yeah, but we talk to each other, right? We're like, hey, all right, good job. You got it. Listen, call the play. Let's get out there. Let's do it. We motivate each other. Uh, our prayer lives, certainly, without a shadow of a doubt, it's, it is that motivating factor in our lives as well, right? To know, you think of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he's in the garden, and, uh, and he finishes praying, and we look at the beginning of the prayer, and we look at the end of those third, the third prayer, and what does he do after that? He gets up and says, let's go. Right? Let's go. Let's go do it. He's going to his death with, with this, you know, he finds that joy, that peace, that inner strength. Uh, God, God gives us what we need, and God protects us, and God helps us in every way. Prayer is everything to a Christian. If it hasn't been your everything, you, you might need to think about that. Okay? It's got to be your everything. Yes, Mr. Mike. Draws us nearer to God and keeps us connected. And that's not back to the everything, right? I mean, I want to be close to God. So when I'm, when I'm talking to God, I'm only focused on what? Hopefully, on God. But sometimes in my prayers, I get sidetracked. I don't know if you do or not. I hate it when that happens, right? Pray about love. Sorry. That happened. But, but it does draw us closer to God. It does keep us near our God. That's where we want to be. And so we pray continuously. First Thessalonians 5 says, pray without ceasing. There's a lot of prayer about it, right? You know, going throughout the day, it's like, there's a, you think about something, oh, I need to pray for so-and-so. Pray for that person right there, you know? Or you're, you're going through your day, and maybe there's uh, something you forgot to pray about last night or this morning, uh, going, but you don't stop and pray about that. Pray about something that you do in the morning um, and then do it again at night. You should be praying throughout the day, right? Whether it be just giving God thanks, or, or just, um, you know, you drive down the street, you see an accident, pray for those folks, right? I mean, right, we should be praying all the time. It should be a regular part of our 
of our lives. Pray without without ceasing. Um, anything else on prayer before we go to Yes. There we go. I I I, 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 I caught. Yes. When I pray, if I'm caught up in something, when I pray, it makes me stop focusing on everything that's wrong. It stops me for that moment, so I can't focus on God. If I'm if I'm focused on something that's, that's not right, um, if I stop and pray, it makes me focus on God. It makes me stop. It does. Of course it does. Right? To stop and go, wait, Lord, I'm not thinking clearly. Please help me with that. Or whatever it may be. Right? Prayer is everything. I just, uh, prayer to a, a Christian is, is like is like putting an ammo in your weapon. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's everything. It's, it's our protector. It's our, it's our gift. It's our, uh, our guide. It's our, it's our lead. It's, it's everything. It's my lead into everything and my going out of everything, right? It's going into the door and coming out of the door. It's, it's everything. It's going to sleep and uh, in sweet peace and, and waking up excited and ready to go for another day. So prayer has to be truly, pray without ceasing, a, a really serious, intentional part of our daily lives, right? Part of our daily lives. I was talking to my brother the other day and he says, I said, brother, i got to tell you this. Here's what I pray. He says, I open my prayer. I've given God all the glory like we're supposed to. And then I say, dear God, I'm going to pray to you. And I've got so many things to talk to you about. But I might fall asleep. And if I fall asleep, please forgive me now. Because I'm going to talk to you for a long time tonight. And then he says, I'll start my prayer. And, you know, <laughs> he says, you know what, brother? Sometimes I fall asleep. And then I wake up and pick up. It's just God. Anyway, um, prayer. Just so, it's just exciting to know that I can pray to God. Psalm uh, chapter 1 to chapter 150. A lot of prayers, huh? David and all the uh, people that are uh, writers of those songs. Um, lots of prayer. Some of the songs we, we sing about prayer, right? Scriptures about prayer. We don't just pray to God when we need something. Praise and thanksgiving. Yeah, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and now you read my mind. We'll come back to that one second. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think a lot of times we view God as our cosmic Santa Claus or cosmic vending machine. Yeah, gotcha. You know, when, oh, when I need something, I put my dollar in and hit the button and something comes out. Right. Sit on his lap and ask for it. Mm-hmm. That's not the only purpose. Right. Cosmic vending machine. Boy, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a sermon right there. <laughs> Who's my cosmic? I'm going to think about that one. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. That's the joy, right? The joy that it doesn't end either. 
passing on through the right. Um, okay, so here's something that I just mentioned a moment ago will bring us to more prayer. The next stop. Gratitude. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I don't think I learned... Um, I don't think I learned how... I'm trying to even figure out how to word this, but uh, the truth of gratitude, in my mind, not in your mind, but in my mind, until I went to a, a third world country where they were suffering like all throughout the day. And I'm not talking about sickness. I'm just saying they just had nothing. <laughs> and when I saw nothing, um, I was uh, put to shame. I, one day I was on a, a bus and I, and I had this, they gave us food and it was both uh, American and the native, native people of the land. And, and I was... I didn't really want the food. I was, it was, it was timely. You know, that's how we do, right? We eat not because we're hungry necessarily, but it's just it's timely. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. So anyway, I thought, well, all right. And then I started, you know, I said, okay, I'm not really hungry, but okay, maybe I'll get hungry later. Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know what the plan is later. Maybe okay. So I started eating a little bit. Took a bite of this, and a bite of that, and a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I kind of closed it up. I looked at my left, and I saw this lady who was sitting next to me. And I was in Africa, by the way, I was in Zambia. She was sitting next to me, and she finished the whole thing. And I said, wow. She was hungry, and I was like, oh. Uh, I looked at her, and I said, well, at first I felt really horrible. I hadn't, I, I hadn't eaten all my food. And I didn't, and I didn't, I didn't want to offer her my food because I'd eaten all, some of it. But I had like an orange or whatever, and I, and I gave it to her. And then I realized, after a little bit, I talked to her. She was hungry, but the food was in her pockets for her family and kids at home. So she only ate a little bit, just to fill herself a little bit, she put the rest away. And I felt, I felt like, I don't even know the word I used, I felt horrible, horrible. And then I was like, oh. And I prayed to the Lord, dear Lord, you know, thank you for this food, you know, right? Because I've got it all the time, but it wasn't really, it wasn't really, I learned I really wasn't grateful for the food because I always have food. And I thought about her prayer for food. I know it was very different from my prayer and very meaningful and heartfelt. My prayer, I mean, I have food for freezer. Right? How many of you have, you know, don't raise your hand. You know, we got more than one refrigerator or freezer in our home, right? We got food stores in the storage bin. We got, you know, in a closet and this and that. And uh, it just, it ate me up. I never did that again. And, and to this day, I really remember that. I try to, you know, be different with that. Standing in water, I saw one. We were Americans. We were flying over. We were in, I don't even know where we were. But anyway, and um, American had water. You know how you leave a little bit of water left in your water bottle? Wasn't much. Gave that bottle to the stewardess and said, I'm finished. And the stewardess said, no, you're not. No, you're not. Drink the rest of that. I was like, well, you're just a stewardess. You can't know. I didn't know. <laughs> She said, drink the rest. Water is a commodity for us. You're not going to waste that water. Drink it. <laughs> drink the water. They just don't know, right? don't mean to offend anyone, but our gratitude, my gratitude, in regards to food, has never been different than it is now. Before I went to a foreign country where it really, really impoverished 
people, clothing, I mean everything. So I'm not going to talk about that um, anymore. But to be thankful to God drives me to prayer because I'm saying to God, think about what God is doing for me every moment of every second of every day. Taking care of me. I'm not doing it. You ever thought about that? I'm not making my heart beat. I'm not doing that. I'm not making, my body doesn't work because I'm some great super guy. It's God allowing it to work. I'm like, thank you, Lord. I just, I, you know, when I'm driving my car and, you know, you dog that car in front of you because something's going on, yep. do you stop and go, thank you, Lord, for helping me with that? Right? You give me eyes to see, ears to hear. Right? I mean, just everything is thank you, God, for this. So gratitude drives us to another level of thankfulness. So I want to go to a scripture, uh, James 1, verse 16. And I absolutely love James 1, 16 in, in the area of thankfulness because uh, it really puts things into perspective. 16 and verse 17. What I used to laugh about was um, once I, I kind of thought, I became a Christian, and realized, you know, <laughs> a boxer, here God, thank you for allowing me to win the fight. If God's not in the box, <laughs> you know, me pounding on another guy. Um, but, that, but the attitude changes is, thank you for allowing us to get out of this thing, save me. I, I don't know, that's a whole little weird. I have to do a thought. But every, do not be deceived, verse 16. Do, do not, right, first about temptation and the struggles of life, no, no temptation comes. From God, do not be deceived, my beloved brother. That next verse, 17, um, how true is that? Every good thing bestowed. Every, so every is a powerful word. We can go into the Greek and ask ourselves, is that really all-inclusive? Yes, it's all-inclusive. Right? Every, good, every good thing you have, every good thing bestowed, in every, every, not some, not, it's not a hyperbole, it's not a hyperbolic statement. It, it literally is a little word that we can use not from a human vernacular but from a spiritual one, from the heavenlies, if you will. Every, everything bestowed and every perfect gift is from God. Everything. Right? That is so, that's so massive. How do I even, how do I even find gratitude in that? That's overwhelming. Right? Every, every, so now I go, so what does everything mean now? So that, Think about what my everything is. We say things like, you are my all in all. What does that really mean? Right? Um, but this everything goes from the, comes from the physical, and it also encompasses the spiritual. It encompasses the here, and it encompasses the, the there, right? the heaven. It encompasses the beginning, and it encompasses the end of my physical life. It encompasses my my right now, and it encompasses what God encompasses what God has in the future. It's everything within the realm of my existence, and then it goes further than my existence. It goes outside of my existence into the all that God did to allow me to exist. You know, the only reason why the planet Earth exists is because of the universe. That's why it's called universe. It's a united effort of, of events that happen in the solar world that keeps us intact. 
like atmospheric pressure. That's why I'm standing up right now. If it weren't for that, uh, thank you God, that gravity and that power and that pressure, there's too much pressure in it to crush me. If it weren't enough, I just, I just fall out. Uh, the, the orbit, you know, why is it doing that? You know, oh, science says, well, we get a near miss. What's in a near miss? Who's in charge? So anyway, it's just the, the, the vastness of that verse is so impressive when you think of prayer now. Now, what I have to do to my prayer? It's like, oh man, now when I go back and pray, I've got to pray for so much more. Everything bestowed and every perfect gift from above from the Father of lights. And that variation idea, there's no variation with God. There's no shifting shadow. God changes not. He's, he's going to take care of it. He always does. He always has. He always will. And, and he had, and he has, so both had and has, you and I, independently, independently and collectively on his mind. At all times. That's just not. That's too, that's too much for me. Right? Thank you. Thank you, God. What word do I, do I use? I don't, I don't know. I'm stuck. I can have such a positive mental attitude because I know that when God did all this and as he does all of this, he's got me in mind. As you, he has the church in mind individually and collectively and, and the God of the universe has every, every good thing bestowed and every perfect gift that you can start right now and you're with. All of that comes from God. And even when I don't know. Right? And so I'm just thankful. How much more positivity um, could I possibly muster up in my own mind. Then he takes us to this other level. He makes it very personal. For, uh, Philippians 4. Watch how personal it, it becomes in our lives. Now, keep in mind, I'm not saying we should walk around with a, you know, with a big smile on our face all the time, never a frown. We're not going to have bad times. I'm not saying that. But it's the inner joy. It's the inner joy. Right? It's the inner joy that's in our hearts, on our minds. That's important. So now it's very personal. Watch how personal it gets. Verse 6, Philippians 4 and verse 6. You know, 4 and 5, rejoice. Uh, let your forbearing spirit be known. And then verse 6. Now in verse 6, the first part, um, I lined it out in my Bible because nobody believes that. Just kidding. I didn't line it out. But be anxious for nothing. Wait a minute. No, come on, God. God, you don't be careful how we think. God, you don't know. Really? God, you don't care. Really? God, if I don't take care of this, who, who will? Listen to what he's telling us. He's saying, personally, I want you to personally take this to heart. Tell me. You stop worrying about it. But God, so let's have that argument real quick. <laughs> but Lord, do you, I mean, does God really know what's best? When I'm hurting, I'm hurting. You know, some of us, some of you have been through awful tragedy. Some of us have been through difficult, I mean, there's different levels of it, right? It's all relevant, but the different levels of the trouble in our lives. And yet, the verse doesn't come to us with an exclusion or an exception clause. It just doesn't. It, it says what it says, 
And it means what it means. Be anxious for nothing because the God whom we just spoke of does know what he's doing. And he does know what's best. Okay. So, back to that word, everything. Here's what you need to do, so. But in everything, you got to pray. And believe what you pray for is all you have. Right? Not necessarily what I want, but what I need. What's best, the right thing right now is about to happen to you because I've already taken care of it. Oh, so that means everything's going to be great. Are you Lord? Well, yeah, it's going to be great. You might not like it, but it's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. Wait, for me? Maybe not necessarily for you. It will be great for you, not now. But it will be great for you. But it's going to be wonderful for my life. So, in everything, in prayer, in supplication, right? Making a request known to God. There goes that word again. Talking about gratitude. Thanksgiving. So now I'm saying, okay, God, I want, here's a scary one right here. I want your will to be done and not my will. And then Jesus went to the cross. Want to pray that one? I'm going to pray, Lord, I don't know what's going on in my life right now, but it's not looking good, physically, financially, whatever it be. Um, but you know what, God? I want your will to be done, not mine, because it's something you want me to learn in this. And, Lord, whatever it is, I know it's going to turn out for my good. I know that. Is that how I pray to God? Or do I pray expectant in the idea or the thought that God's going to do what I want Him to do? Right? Like, I... I put my, I like that, that um, I put my dollar in there, so you know what has to come out. I get to, I read, I sow the dollar, I'm going to read a gift or whatever, whatever I'm going to, it doesn't work that way, you know, right? Is that how I'm going to pray to God? And then where's the joy in that? Now that's not going to bring me a positive mental attitude to know that God's will is going to be done and not what I want. Think about that a little bit. With Thanksgiving, before you before you make your request known, first you have to find before you make your supplication, first we have to find Thanksgiving. Thank you that I'm even at this moment to pray to you. Because I have a need. Okay, so it if I didn't have this need, maybe, maybe I haven't planned enough. And, and now I have this need, and this need draws me to you. And so, thank you for this moment. Try to figure out how to make my mind think like God wants me to think. Right? With thanksgiving in your heart, make your request known to God. So, again, verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. All right, yeah. So all the stuff we talked about in the beginning, about our prayer being um, what brings us comfort, it uh, sustains us, it uh, reminds us, it draws us close, all things we talked about brings us to verse 7. 
When you pray to God in this relationship, you know the outcome. The outcome is already done. I am now closer to God than I was a moment ago. So I've just talked to God. Right? I, I was listening to a uh, commercial. It wasn't a it was a Bible podcast. It was a commercial. <laughs> and it's, it's from a, um, I don't even know, some group. And, um, and I had this same discussion with someone years ago. And I remember the discussion. And, the, and it was, it sounds like this. I went to God in prayer. And I was so angry at God. And I just let him have it. And I told him everything that was on my mind. And I gave him a piece of mind. And I did this. And I said that. And when I finished, I felt so much better. And so then the, 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 the podcast about how you can pray to God and feel better. Uh, don't buy that one. <laughs> don't buy that podcast. Where does anyone get a, where, where, where did that come from? How do you do that? How do you yell at, who's going to yell at God? Really, do you think you can yell at God, church? You better not. You don't have the right to yell at God. Who do you think you are? Who do I think I am? Oh, I know. I'm the clay, and I'm going to tell the potter what to do. I don't think so. It doesn't work that way. And I listen to that, and I go, and then I had a, a, really, a real discussion with someone. They said, you just don't know what you're talking about. And I go, show me in the Bible where God says you can yell at him and pull your heart out in a negative way and beat him up and not pay for it. <laughs> I mean, where's your reverence? Anyway, that was kind of appalling to me. You got to find Thanksgiving in your heart before you pray to God. Yes. <laughs> right? Oops. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Big oops, right? Yeah, oh yeah, we got it all figured out. You have nothing figured out. I thought I did, but I don't. When I, when I realized I did, I realized then I, boy, I was, I was pretty stupid. I thought I had life figured out. I, I, don't, I have nothing figured out. Right? I, I always wonder... Uh, in this life, you know, we, as we pass from this life to the next, we, we go kicking and screaming. You know, you close your eyes in this life, and you wake up in this new place, and you go, Ooh, wow, it's so exciting. And like, why, was I, why was I kicking it? Because I didn't know. <laughs> why was I fighting to stay alive in this life? When God had this, wait, come on, you had all of this? He said, yes, I told you, you wouldn't believe me. And he said that, didn't he? Right, go for a place with you. Um... I have to find the ability to find thanksgiving in my prayer to God, even in difficult times. More so in difficult times, right? It's harder. But even peace is something that I must pursue after. And I want the peace of God. It's always available to me in my situation. But I have to give God a chance. And I have to give God the opportunity to express himself through his word to me. And that's what God has done. He's expressed himself. But I need to get a good understanding of the perfect God, and that understanding is something I'll never understand. So I have to have a good understanding that Tony, you don't know. So give it to God. And watch what happens. Verse, verse 7. I have this Thanksgiving. And the peace of God, which surpasses, like I said, you understand? All comprehension uh, shall guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And that idea of guarding, guarding me from sin too, right? Like, like you said, Joe is sinning against God. You know, that's why God's doing this to you because you're a bad guy. <laughs> because you committed that sin. And Joe's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. What sin? You know. um, 
Thanksgiving, gratitude. Want to go to Psalm 126? Gratitude is so powerful. It's so, it's so amazing when you can find gratitude. Just, I mean, whether we want to start with our, with our spouses, we can start there. Um, you know, and, and just think about how, how wonderful uh, our spouses are to us and, and we to them. And does that mean without, without trouble? No, it doesn't mean without, without trouble, right? If we, I mean, I'm always in trouble. And uh, um, my wife thinks I'm practicing being in trouble. I don't know. But, but outside of the trouble, it's so much joy and happiness and, and, and the relationships and relationships in the church. Is the church is it always in trouble? No, but Satan wants it to be, right? Instead, there's this, this happiness and this joy, this excitement and this Man, I'm so glad to see you tonight. Now, now let's go back to the first century. You know, poor, we've got, we, you know, we're missing all these people. What happened? They all died. Right? Because uh, Nero blamed the Christians for burning Rome. So there was this great persecution against God's people. Or Rome later in their persecution with Domitian. And you go through the whole list and you go, wow, that's a, yeah, I get that. And so now that, that same excitement, though, um, in a spiritual way, it's, it's not it's not even metaphor. It's um, the understanding that in reality, that's exactly what happened. We have been confused because because people are dying physically, but even spiritually. Think about that, right? Our brothers who were here who fell away, Satan, Satan God. Maybe they'll come back. Satan God. We pray, God, please, please don't let Satan get me. And he's coming, though. But Satan got him. How do we get him back? Yes. Just the fact that we should all be dead in our sin, we should all be the walking dead, is enough to just be grateful every second of the day. Not alone. You're talking about worthy. God, give me what I deserve. And then <laughs> we are the walking dead. We are the walking right? dead. Spiritually dead. No salvation without God's grace, right? Yeah. It is, it is scary to get thought. But the power of God, right? The power of God. You thank God in, in that. But Jesus, or I love that. Um, when, when God, the coordinated conjunction, when he says, but, you know, you were dead, but. You know, Ooh, thank God for but, right? In the, in the verses. Okay, I want to go to Psalm 126. We're talking about gratitude. Now watch the joy. So, so you know the scripture in Lamentation. We sing the song, Great is our faithfulness. Uh, and we talk about, you know, um, joy comes in the morning, right? Joy comes in the morning. And, I, and so the morning, that idea of morning, is at the end of something, right? When you, when you made it through, so there's that, that difficult time in your life, and you, you've done everything you could to, to, to live without sitting against someone or whatever the situation may be, or I'm sick, whatever it is, right? A really difficult trying time in our life, or someone else is sick, or praying, them earnestly, and then you, you're going through that, and you're praying, and you're going through it, and you're living, and you're going through it, and then finally you get to the end of it, and you're like, oh, take a deep breath, thank you, God, for bringing us through it. And so there was a process from the beginning to the end, right? And so the joy at the end, thank you, God, for that joy, and, and then the situation happens in the beginning. Psalm 126 is the same, has the same idea that there's this captivity, the Babylonian captivity. And what, oh, what devastation that was to, to read the book of Lamentation and, and read about how, how terrible 
It was. It was a terrible situation. Now, before the captivity, Jeremiah and the prophets came along. Around time, it's okay. The, the, Jeremiah and the prophets came along, and they, they told the people, listen, this is what's going to happen. And here's the reason why. You're so steeped in sin, you've got to be punished. Well, God, why are we going to be punished? We've asked forgiveness because God is just. Right? I punish the wicked and I punish the righteous. If you live wrong and wickedly, you got to pay the price. Right? Okay. All right, God. Watch what happens. Beginning verse 1. When the Lord brought back the captive ones, O Zion, we were like those who dream. I love that passage. I can think about that passage. Like, what are you dreaming about? Oh, my, my dreams came true. Right? So you imagine them. They're dreaming that God one day take his home. It's only 70 years, by the way, the captivity. The northern kingdom never came back. Right, but don't. No, Jerusalem, uh, Judah, they came back. So 70 years based on the prophecy. And it was like a dream come true. We're going home. We're going back to our native land. And God's bringing us back. And it was like a dream. Okay, verse 2. Then our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongue with joyful shouting. And then said among the nations. So in other words, there's this excitement and happiness. We're going home. And we're so excited. When they were leaving, it wasn't that way. When they were leaving, they were insane. Right? Because of their sin being punished. When they were leaving, they were looking back, like if you will, like like Lot's wife, they were looking back. They, they were leave, looking at what they lost. They lost everything. Right? They, they lost everything and they were carried off into captivity. Daniel went with them in Shaphat and Meshach and Benjamin. And they went off into captivity and, and Ezekiel was taken to Kibar and Jeremiah was left down in Jerusalem. And so they're going off into this into this captivity. And it wasn't good. It didn't feel good. But was it good? It was great. It was bad. I mean, right? But, but, but came, coming out of that brings us to where we are even today. Right? Okay, so we, we see the end uh, of, of, a, of a difficult situation that they brought upon themselves. Right? Because all they had to do was serve God faithfully. And they refused to. And as a result, there was some punishment. Um, but also they're good. Also, they realized some of them in their lives as well throughout that captivity that it really wasn't a bad captivity. It's probably one of the best captivities you read about. God said, build houses, live there, enjoy the land. You'll be fine. I'll take care of you. You know, they just didn't want to leave their homes, right? Like none of us would want to. Okay. Uh, then our mouths was filled with laughter, our tongue with joyful shouting that they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Wait. What are they seeing? They said that. So you might say, oh, yeah, you're saying that, preacher. Great things, right? No, they said that. They said that once they got to see the end. Oh, now I see what God was doing. Now we understand. Okay, now there's, okay, and he's bringing us back. And only God could bring us back. God brought them back like he promised, right? Next, uh, four through six. Restore our captivity, O Lord, and the streams of the, in the south. Uh, those who, who sow in tears shall reap with joyful shouting. He who goes to and fro weeping, carrying his bag of seed, shall indeed come again with a shout of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. So, all right, you go in one way, right, in tears, because it's tough, right? And then, But you come out rejoicing. Is that what our lives, is that a good demonstration of our lives? I think so, right? At least my life. I can't speak about you, but my life. I've gone into things, lots of things with tears. Of war when you, when you let God work. You come out rejoicing. It's almost like it didn't even happen. It did. You remember it. But you see the end result and the gift of God through it. Was I thankful? Probably not as thankful as I should have been. 
Probably not as thankful as I should have been. We have to, as God's people, as we're serving one another, as we're rejoicing uh, in Christ, as we're as we're coming to God in prayer, we have to find thanksgiving for everything because God has given us everything that is perfect. And so for that reason, I'm thankful. Can I explain everything? Nope. I cannot. Can I find, when you say, well, well, I went through this. Where's the joy in that? I don't have the answer. I don't claim to. But I know God does. Ask him later. Because I don't know. Okay? So I don't know the answer. I can only speak for my life. You speak for yours. But know that God is good. In closing, if everything good comes from God, if every perfect gift comes from God, where's the bad stuff come from? Say it again. Who's the other guy? Can everybody say Satan? Satan, right? Don't ever forget that. It'll make your life so much easier when you think about it that way. Ah, it came from Satan. Ephesians 6.12 is the passage for that. And we're fighting against the forces of evil, right? You don't need to fight God. God's got everything covered. All right, thank you so much for your time. Lobo, next week we'll go to the next thing about having a positive mental attitude. Thank you very much for your time tonight. Appreciate it.